Hi, I'm Steve Dewey. Uh, I'm sitting here in Washington, D.C. at the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery meeting, and, and I've been really pleased to have Evolve Medical ask me to talk to you today about trenching to transition to horizontal chop. I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado at the Colorado Springs Eye Clinic. I'm a consultant to Johnson & Johnson Surgical Vision, and I receive royalties from microsurgical technology. Now, what are the advantages of a horizontal chop? So you've been thinking about doing this, and now you're really ready to kind of take that next step. The best thing about a horizontal chop is it works for every density nucleus. I can use the softest pudding-like nucleus to the firmest rock and use the same technique. It's a mechanical sectioning technique, so you're using less phaco power than you do when you're sculpting. Disassembly now is also stabilized within the bag, within the nucleus itself, not by the zonules, not like you do when you're trenching. It's independent of pupil size once you become familiar with the, the technique. It's a simple transition from divide and conquer, and that's what this video is about. And horizontal choppers, my favorite part, have no sharp edges. So basically, I've got the chopper wrapped around the equator. I bring the instrument together with the, the needle, and there we go. We've got the lens hemisected, no trench created. We're going to rotate now. We're going to section the hemisections, and now we're going to divide it basically into quadrants and start emulsifying very effectively. So the biggest factor that, that I see here is that I'm using the Veritas Vision System, and I'm applying 500 millimeters of venturi vacuum very efficiently with the uh, advanced dual durometer tubing. Now, the advanced dual durometer tubing has a narrow inner lubin. It's lower in compliance, and so the force of vacuum is transmitted much more efficiently, but it acts as a very wonderful outflow restrictor, so you maintain excellent chamber stability even at these very high levels of vacuum. And so, again, without putting a lot of power into the eye, I've already got the quadrants sectioned. Now we see the efficiency of venturi vacuum as we engage the nuclear fragment, uh, basically apply very effective power, and the magnetic followability of this machine is just wonderful as the material basically vanishes within the lumen of the needle. Uh, the Veritas system also comes with some other nice little thing features, such as a, uh, a very, very ergonomic foot pedal, um, some very user-friendly interface, and some other little things that will make your staff very happy, including uh, the ability to roll the wheels more effectively and a more advanced tray to help them set up surgically. Now, the disadvantages. Yes, there are a couple disadvantages. Well, it does require using both hands, and I never knew this, but there are doctors out there that, that only use one hand for surgery. And the other thing, though, is the chopper is placed around the equator without direct visualization, but that's the trick we're going to be discussing in this video. So, the first thing, what are the instruments I'm going to be using? The first one is the Dewey Horizontal Femto Chopper. It's manufactured by Katina, and I have no financial interest. It's based on the Goldberg Nuclear Side Port Splitter, but it's a smaller distal tip. And this distal tip remains a little larger to help with manipulation, so you can actually use this instrument for divide and conquer as well. And when you have a slightly larger bulb on the tip of the, the, of the instrument, if you engage the capsule, you're less likely to actually snag the capsule. It, it has a, a lower coefficient of friction, so you can actually glide it over the capsule. But the distal tip now is the same diameter as the instrument shaft, and this fits snugly through a 0.9 millimeter incision. And the shaft is long enough for the majority of nuclei as long as you're at least two clock hours away from the primary incision, and again, no sharp edges. So this is the, the Dewey Horizontal Femto Chopper, and you see it's kind of got a, a little bit more of a bulbous head. Uh, so there's a little feature of a Connor wand here in, 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 a, in a fashion, but 
the contra wand, as brilliant as that instrument is, you don't need three of the four sides of that knob. Uh, really, you just need the, the side that, that gives you a little bit of a hook. Well, then it starts looking like a microfinger, but it's not quite as curved as a microfinger. And so, again, we've got the ability to then wrap the chopper around the edge of the, the distal edge of the nucleus. And this is comparing it to the 0.9 millimeter uh, MVR blade. And again, incisions are flat, and so you, you really have to tailor very carefully the, the flat incision to the round shaft of your chopper, and that way you have a, a very tight incision with very little leakage. Now the other part is the Picard Dewey radius tip, and it's manufactured by Microsurgical Technology. I do have a financial interest in this device. It's got a rounded edge that's been demonstrated to be safer to the capsule. It's available for any FACO platform, and there's no loss of efficiency relative to a sharp needle. Now, Dr. Picard's innovation, the thinner needle wall, is absolutely brilliant, and that's what makes this, this instrument so useful. It's a 20-gauge internal lumen with a 22-gauge external diameter, and so I can do efficient material removal with the extra-large lumen, but I have the improved infusion efficiency of a smaller needle, so I can use a 2.2 millimeter incision, and again, no sharp edges. So what does that look like? Well, this is the side profile, and you see this needle, it's not round. It, it, it is, but it isn't, but it is, but it isn't. And so what you've got is you've got the wedge effect here, and the wedge effect is actually what helps you split especially denser nuclei. As soon as those lamella get to be firmer and more adherent, you're really trying to push a wedge between them, just like you do if you're working with wood. And this is just a little bit of a dynamic view of that. Now this is the end-on view of the needle, and what you see is you see the, the blunt edge, so the sharp needle actually has a flatter surface. So when you're dealing with a flatter surface and you're trying to split layers, actually it's the thinner walls of the, the Picard version of this needle that actually provide you a huge advantage. And then last but not least, this really uh, profiles the, the rounded edge, and so that's the, the safety feature of the Picard Dewey tip, and that is it's got a safer edge for coming into contact with things inside the eye you don't really want to touch, say the iris or the capsule. So what is the first step in creating, uh, performing the horizontal chop? Well, you want to create a trench, just like we're doing here. Now, this is the same trench you've been performing for years, so this is nothing new. We're using exceptionally low levels of vacuum. Uh, really, an inventory vacuum, you don't really control aspiration. Aspiration occurs, but you don't have a separate setting for it. But that's it. That's the first step. Now, let's watch that again. So this also demonstrates kind of the reason why I prefer horizontal chop. And as you look, down by the incision where you see the arrows, there's a space now that I'm creating between the wall of the eye and I'm just basically pushing the nucleus away from the incision. And we're stretching and damaging zonules there. Now, this isn't really the needle, this is actually the infusion sleeve as you push, as you're creating the trench to actually cause that disruption. So I did some graphics here to show what I'm doing, basically, or at least what I perceive I'm doing. And so you take the, the, the trench that goes under the edge of the capsulotomy. You want to stabilize the nucleus with the FACO needle. You want to place the tip of the chopper against the nucleus within the trench, and then you want to slide the tip of the chopper along the nucleus until you get underneath the capsulorexis. Once you get underneath the capsulorexis, and, and I actually don't do this anymore, but if you turn the chopper just a little bit, you then can actually point it a little bit more precisely. And then you slide the tip of the chopper around towards the equator of the lens. 
But then you push it just a little bit further around until you get around the, other, the equator of the lens, and then you gently pull the two instruments together. And now, now you've initiated the chop. And so you've got to keep the needle immobile to oppose the chopper's force. And then as you bring the two instruments together, it's basically the, 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 the compression of those two instruments that causes the fibers to basically split apart. And if you've got a really nice dense nucleus, you actually get to see a pop. And so if it pops, then you're fine. And if the crack doesn't progress along the entire posterior plate, you can actually just take it and slide the two instruments apart, just like you do in a divide and conquer surgery. And then of course you rotate the nucleus and either impale to trench or repeat the chop motion. So basically we're going to create the trench. And as we create the trench again, we're, we're pushing down on the nucleus. You really don't want to use the, the zonules to support your dividing method, and that, that potentially can cause weakness to damage to the zonules later. So once I get the trench made, then I can slide my chopper around the equator. I've already created the chop, and now I'm going to do it again. And so as we bring the, the needle up to that vertical face of now the hemisected nucleus, I now have another point of resistance, a point of stability, where I can take the chopper, wrap it around the edge. So we're going to do it again. A different example, this one's a slightly denser cataract. So we're creating the trench, again, bevel up, low levels of vacuum. So again, we're, we're not using a lot of power, not using a lot of vacuum. We're just using enough to create the trench, place the tip of the chopper in the trench, slide it around the equator, bring the two instruments together, and, and the chop propagates beautifully. Rotate, and now we're going to engage the hemi-nucleus. And this is, this is where, as you gain skill, you realize you don't actually have to create the trench to, to section the hemi-nuclei. But in this case, I did create a trench. And this, of course, is the densest of the uh, cases I'm going to show using this technique. But it, it works for the very dense cases as well. And, and after you become proficient with this, of course, in the next video, we'll talk about how to do this without the trench. But the trench weakens the back plate. And even though you're, you're going to slide the chopper into the trench and around the equator, and you may not be perfectly in line with your trench when you complete the chop, the nucleus still divides along the weakened area where you've actually performed the chop. And so, again, the beauty of this is you're, you're now performing the chop with the two instruments together inside the capsular bag, and you're not really relying upon the, the zonules to basically stabilize the nucleus. And so in terms of doing this, you're going to provide a little better safety long term in terms of the support for your lens, but also you're putting in reduced power because you're not really utilizing that trench every time to section your nuclei. The advantages of horizontal chop. The one other thing I didn't mention, there is no more need to switch FACO modes during a routine case. You can utilize higher levels of vacuum throughout the case. You have less distraction for the surgeon who, and again, when I'm doing surgery, I really want to concentrate on the anatomy, not necessarily my settings, although obviously we're concentrating on the settings as well. So again, it's safer to the patient because there's less FACO power delivered, less stress on the zonules. And so part two of three will discuss the horizontal chop, especially in denser cataracts. Thanks so much for watching.